Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Just want to thank you for the opportunity to teach today. Um, it's such a privilege to teach on any subject that the Holy Spirit directs me to teach. And I got confirmation so loud during worship. Thank you to both of you because you just confirmed my whole teaching today several times. And so you'll, God is really good about that. He does that. He lets you know you're on, you're on, um, you're on track. <laughs> yes. So um, it's very, it's beautiful when he does that. And so I just want to take a, a second to to pray if you would just bow your heads with me. Um, Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you um, for what you are going to bring forth during this teaching. Lord, I just ask that you um, put forth in my mouth everything that you want me to say, and I ask that those that are in hearing of this word today would receive it and that it would um, have an impact on them and that it would... Um, uh, change them or uh, give them revelation or freedom in some way. And we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here and all that you do and all that the love you send. And we just give you all the thanks and all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. So you're going to laugh when you see what my title is. Hey, so today I'm going to be talking about the power of spiritual warfare, which a lot of what I'm going to talk about is about going to the other side. And Brent, you talked specifically about that today already in worship about going to the other side. And even Laura talked about the pressing and, you know, being in that place where it's, it's challenging. So that's what I'm teaching on today. Whenever I'm going to teach, I always ask the Lord, even after I do the whole, um, you know, studying and, you know, kind of just listening to what he wants me to say, I ask him if there's anything else he wants me to add. And today I felt like the Lord wanted me to include some information that I gathered last weekend while meeting with um, some prophets and some apostles and remnant people from the Michigan Gate. The word that I've been hearing here during our services and during throne room just even recently, even today, is, is that which the Lord gave um, to me to speak, and he has to do with the word released by Apostle Diane, is, is one of the reasons for this teaching today. And um, Apostle Diane from the Detroit Gate said that we, the church, will walk in a place where we are in heaven and on earth at the same time. And the Lord released in me that his glory was going to fall on his people and others are going to see it on us like they did when Moses came down from the mountain after spending time talking with God. Or like when Jesus came down from the mountain of transfiguration and the light of God's glory shone on him. And this is one of the two scriptures that pertains to this glory and the light that he's talking about. Um, the first one is Daniel 12 verses 1 
It says, now at that time, Michael, the great angelic prince who stands guard over the children of your people will arise. And there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. But at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book of life, will be rescued. Many of those who sleep in the dust in the ground will awake, these to everlasting life, but some to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Those who are spiritually wise will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. Also Isaiah 60, which we mentioned today, arise, shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness will cover the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. Nations will come to your light and kings to your brightness of your rising. And that's what I heard when I went to the, the event last weekend. I, I, and the Lord was releasing that in me as well and many others that were there. And the Lord is preparing us now for this great light, his glory, his brightness. For the great awakening of many people is coming. So maybe you're thinking, okay, why is she teaching on spiritual warfare? <laughs> well, um, although I may be speaking to the choir here, I know a lot of you know how to do spiritual warfare. You're really good at uh, worshiping. You know how to um, worship and praise the Lord, and that's part of warfare. But there's a lot of different ways, of course, as you know, to war. And um, we face a lot of challenges these days, and there's many ways in which the war, in the war, we, we, we come to breakthrough. Um, storms often indicate breakthroughs coming, whether it be of a personal nature or for those that we love and minister or for our community, our state, or our nation. Sometimes it can be because the Lord is something he wants to teach us. Storms are full of opportunities for breakthrough, for growth, for healing, for freedom, and change. Often your purpose for the storm is beyond what you could ever think or imagine. Storms often come because of what you're connected to. Often that purpose may be to help change a life, or many lives, including yourself. The Lord wants to use you in the coming days to impact this world and to help bring in the harvest. Um, we talk about that the kingdom comes with violence, right? I mean, it doesn't come without a fight. Um, because the enemy's not going to just say, step aside and say, okay, have at it, right? He's going to cause some problems, some issues when you go forth. Um, but what I want to speak about today is how to walk through that and have peace at the same time. Because there is a way, and the Lord teaches us how to do that. Um, I'm going to be teaching basically on a story the Lord highlighted to me in Luke 8. And it's, um, it's about the demoniac that was cured. And you may have heard this story a lot of different times. I have. 
Um, but my desire in sharing this story today is to give you some deeper understanding of how to walk through storms successfully and with power in the coming days because we are going to have to fight even though this awakening is coming, we have to fight for that breakthrough. I believe the Lord is providing a way for us to see storms in a light that brings a calming peace to our inner soul and an ease in the supernatural results in the coming days. This story focuses on a storm that comes up because of an assignment that was on the other side. Many of you are being prepared for these assignments even now. And so I'm going to read to you Luke 8.22 from the Passion Translation. If you want to follow along, you can. It's kind of long. I just want to read the whole story to you. It's not, it's not that long, but um, um, it's just that I just am going to refer to it a lot during the teaching. So I want to just go ahead and read it so that you have it. Phone does not want to cooperate. Why is that not a surprise? Okay. Okay, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's get in a boat and go across to the other side of the lake. So they set sail and soon Jesus fell asleep. But a fierce wind arose and became a violent squall that threatened to swamp their boat. Alarmed, the disciples woke Jesus up and said, Master, Master, we're sinking. Don't you care that we're going down? With great authority, Jesus rebuked the howling wind and surrounding waves, and instantly they became calm. Then Jesus said to them, Why are you fe fearful? Have you lost your faith in me? Shocked, they said with amazement to one another, Who is this man who has authority over winds and waves that they obey him? As soon as they stepped ashore on the eastern side of the lake in the land of the Gerasenes, the disciples were confronted by a demon-possessed madman from a nearby town. Many times he had been put under guard and bound with chains, but the many demons inside him had repeatedly thrown him into convulsions, bringing his shackles and dry, or breaking his shackles and driving him out of town into the countryside. He had been demonized for a very long time and was uh, living naked in a cemetery along the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and screamed out, What are you doing here? You are the Son. You are Jesus, the Son of Man, the Most High God. Jesus commanded the demons to come out of him, and they shouted, We beg you, don't torture us. Jesus answered the man, What is, what is your name? <laughs> mob, the, the demons answered. We are a mob, for there are many of us. And I think that's as far as I'm going to go because even though I have more, it's not cooperating. So that's that. <laughs> so go to the next screen. Okay. okay. Storms can reveal that you are a threat to the enemy and that you are on target. Luke 8.22, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So obviously they were going to go across. So they put out or 
So they put out in sea, but as they were sailing, he fell off to sleep. And a whirlwind revolved from be, um, below upwards, swept down over the lake, and the boat was filled with water, and they were in great danger. That's just a diff different version than what I read you, so I just liked it, so I wanted to put it on there. Often we are not totally aware of why we are in a storm, but at other times it's because the Lord has directed us to do something. And as soon as we step out to do that, well, here comes the storm. Why do you think that happens? Maybe it's because someone doesn't want you to do it. <laughs> Do you think the enemy is just, like I said this once before, but you think he's just going to step aside and say, hey, yeah, go ahead and go do that. Because Jesus told you, so go do it. No, you may be taking a backs. You may be taking something ba stolen back, and you may be invading his territory as far as he's concerned. Um, but in reality, it was never his in the first place. When Holy Spirit directs you, your path, you are just taking back what was already belonging to you or to him. Remember, when we are given that we have been given dominion over the earth from our Heavenly Father. Psalms 8.5 says, you have made them, which is referring to us, a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. We have dominion. When Holy Spirit directs your path, you are ready. He doesn't tell you to go to the other side of the lake if he doesn't think you can get there. So you are ready and you have everything that you need to get there. You might feel weak, but in his strength, you are strong. Psalms 23.3 says, he guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So if he tells you to go to the other side, you're going to get there, and you're going to have everything you need, and he's going he's to give you the provision. He's going to give you the insight. He's going to give you the revelation. He's going to show you what you need. And if there's something in front of you that needs to be moved, he's going to move it in the storm before you even get there. It's going to move. That stronghold has to go because it has no authority. You have dominion. If Jesus is in the boat with you, you're going to make it to the other side. This is the part we forget. We forget Jesus was in the boat, right? And he knows they're going to the other side. If he said we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side, right? And if he's in the boat with you, which means you have him with you on this, through this storm, you're going to go to the other side. You're going to make it. Jesus did not stop the storm from happening, but he spoke to the wind. And what does wind represent? It can be the Holy Spirit, but it also can be just the opposite. It can be a, 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 a spirit of the enemy. Okay, so when he spoke to the wind, he wasn't speaking to the Holy Spirit. He was speaking to the enemy, okay, behind the storm. 
Okay? No, that's okay because that's true. The Holy Spirit is the wind. But we, we have an enemy that always has a counterfeit, right? And so in this case, he was speaking to the storm. He was speaking to the spirit that was behind the storm, okay? Um, as long as we remember that Jesus is in the boat, we're going to have success, okay? And, he's, and if you don't rely on your intellect or your physical abilities, <laughs> um, the, the Lord will go with you, and he'll be with you, and he'll provide for you. Um, he will sustain you, and you'll make it through. Um, it is often the storm that prepares you for what you're going to encounter on the other side. And the reason why I make this clear is because <laughs> when you get on the other side, lots of times, who met Jesus on the other side of the lake? How did he know Jesus was going to be there? Right? It makes you stronger, braver, and courageous during the process because sometimes he's weeding out some stuff that's blocking you from moving forward. If there's some stuff in, that, in your way, that storm is to get rid of it. Okay, it's to move it out. And so once you go through, you have this new confidence, you have this new freedom in a new area that you didn't conquer before, but now you have. That's why the storm comes up sometimes too, not just so you get to the other side, but so that you can deal with the things that have stopped you from doing the things that God needs you to do. Okay? And they got to move. They can't stay there no more. Yeah, that's been a theme kind of like, hasn't it? Move, move, move today. <laughs> oh, And the Lord will continue to remind you of what you've accomplished when you go, go through. That's why we can't back up. We can't go hide. We can't, oh, I can't do this. I can't. Remind yourself. And let the Lord remind you of all the things that you have accomplished so far. Okay? Because that's, what, that's why we write down a lot of things that the Lord tells us and what he brings us through. And, and when we have success, we have to write it down because we have to remind ourselves. Just like the Israelites needed to remind themselves of the Lord opening up the, the sea and, uh, and letting them across and when they got to Jordan, and, and now they're seeing some new giants, but yet they're, they're in fear. Do you not remember all that he did? We got to remind ourselves of all he did. And that will help you get through. It will help you get through. Because he will remind you of your accomplishments. He will remind you that you are sons and daughters. He will remind you that you're priests. He will remind you that you're children of the most high God. And who do you belong to? To him. And he is with you because he's in the boat. Storms are likely always be a factor in our life with the Lord. It is the storms that develop our character, endurance, um, insurances of our trust and faithfulness, um, well, his trust and faithfulness, right? And prepares us as warriors, because we're overcomers, right? I taught on that a few weeks back, or it's been a while, but we're overcomers. So, you know, this is 
This is our lifestyle. We are going to be, we're going to be facing some storms. But we are warriors. Okay? And we can overcome every time because Jesus is our victory. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We will win because he wins. Jesus speaks, he rebukes the wind, the spirit first, okay? You can rebuke the wind. You can rebuke the spirit that is behind and say, get behind me, devil. You aren't stopping me from moving forward. Get behind me. You can rebuke too. God showed us how to do that in this story. Luke 8:21 they came to him saying master master we are about to die he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging the raging violent waves and they ceased and it became calm Ephesians 1:17-18 this is a promise he makes to us I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him thorough, know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling on you. That is, the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. The first thing that Jesus addressed in the storm was the wind, which represents the spirit that's behind the storm that is causing the issues. He didn't address the storm itself or stop the storm from happening, but address the root or the cause of the storm, the wind. An example of addressing the, the spirit behind an issue might be a person who's battling depression. And therefore, the spirit behind the cause of the problem could be the spirit of rejection. It could be uh, abandonment. It could be worthlessness. It could be shame. These spirits can be rebuked and removed in order to have freedom from depression. The Lord will show you what is the root problem. All you have to do is ask him and then follow his lead. Jesus has given us authority to command or rebuke them. Luke 10, 19 says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. If you have Jesus in the boat with you, you can command the enemy, and he has to listen. He has to do it. And remember, you're not in that boat. You're not going through that storm unless God knows you're ready to get rid of that thing. Okay? So you have authority. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil. Once the Lord told me to move out of a relationship that was very toxic. And as soon as I did, the enemy began lots of threats through this person. 
I didn't waste my time yelling at the person involved, although in the flesh I really would like to have done that. It wouldn't have done any good. But I would like to have done it. But instead, I continued to seek the Lord to get reassurance from him. I worshiped and I rebuked the spirit of oppression, control, and manipulation, basically the spirit of witchcraft. I continued to move forward, determined that no spirit of oppression was going to hold me down and that I would accomplish the works of the Lord. The spirit of fear was a huge obstacle as well. As I moved with the Lord, I could come against the spirit of fear until no longer it had a hold on me. Fear was the root problem that kept me in a very toxic relationship for many years, and I couldn't get through the storm. I could not get to the other side until I dealt with it. But once I rebuked it, nothing stopped me from moving forward. When fear was removed as a powerful stronghold in my life, I was able to move forward in confidence with the Lord, and he did move me through. Sorry, I keep going the wrong way. (laughs) The enemy will meet you on the other side of the storm. Luke 28, 20, as soon as they stepped ashore, On the eastern side of the lake, in the land of the Gerasenes, the disciples were confronted by a demon-possessed madman from a nearby town. The Lord uses a storm to prepare you when you get on the other side. Even Jesus, after being baptized by the Holy Spirit, went into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, he was confronted by the enemy. Another example would be after the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. They fought with the Amalekites, right? Remember, um, Aaron had to hold up Moses' arms, uh, Aaron and her, and when he did that, they defeated them. Those enemies were there when they crossed, And that also, they were able to do that because they went through all they went through before they crossed over. They were prepared to beat or defeat that enemy because the Lord had been with them all the way through. And the enemy does meet you on the other side. He's not going to say, oh, wow. Yeah, just go and find your promised land and everything's hunky-dory. No, he does not want to give up the territory that he now, in his mind, belongs to him. But it doesn't. In reality, we have dominion. We have the right to take it back. But we have, you know, the, the kingdom of God comes with violence. We have to take it back. We have to take it back. But we know it belongs to us. Did you notice in the story when Jesus landed, the man was waiting there for them, and the enemy knows who you are and who is with you. He knows Jesus is with you, and he doesn't want you taking his possessions or his territory from him, and he knows that you have a legal right over all. He knows that you have dominion. His plan is to stop you dead in your tracks. 
It often is called intimidation. But that didn't seem to phase Jesus, and it shouldn't phase you. Because greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. You are not alone. Jesus addressed the madman and finds out that there are many legions of demons in this man. However, Jesus rebukes them from the man into the pigs, one of the lowest forms of animals viewed by the Israelites as unclean. The enemy thought they'd be safe, yet they drowned in the water. You may not know this, but pigs are known to be good swimmers. They don't normally drown. So for them to drown was not foreseen. But what I believe it represents is that Jesus sent them to the abyss. Because they were no longer. However, the Gentiles that lived in the land ate and sacrificed pigs to their pagan gods and weren't so happy about the loss of their pigs. So unhappy that they asked Jesus to leave. Often when moving through a storm, other people are not happy when you get to the other side. However, the Lord's assignment for you is not to make people happy. This is not your assignment. However, your assignment in success depends on focusing on the Lord and what he says and to obey it. His thoughts and ways are higher than your ways. He is the only one that is worthy of our praise and our obedience. He will rejoice with you even if no one else does. My fourth point, the Lord will redeem the time lost. If you go through to the other side with him, you will redeem everything the enemy stole from you. The madman was set free and delivered. The man was then able to evangelize the town and tell them about Jesus. Others are often set free with your obedience. Often there is promotion or upgrade in the spirit when you overcome and you go through. Because that thing that you went through no longer has a hold on you. So every time it comes up again, it is like walking through calm waters. Because it has no hold on you. Not only was a demoniac set free, but, his, but this man was used to evangelize an entire city for Christ. I mean, you might think, why did Jesus go across the lake for one man? It wasn't for one man. He evangelized to an entire city. I mean, Jesus told the man to go home and tell others about what happened to him. And he was sent to bring salvation to an entire pagan city. Storms can bring lasting victory to the name of Jesus when we persevere and we go through. They build our faith and they make us better. They make us stronger. They make us bolder and more courageous. 
They leave us with skills and ability that enable us to do things in the supernatural for the kingdom. And going through often results in just rewards, promotions, upgrades, and anointing that serve to remind you of God's faithfulness and love. 1 Corinthians 9.24 says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as you get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But when we do it, we get a crown that will last forever. Hallelujah. Right? It's not just a temporary trophy. It's a crown of many crowns that we get to wear forever and ever into eternity. Once I moved out of that toxic relationship I was speaking of, mentioning of early, and into a new place with the Lord, my life was restored, and the Lord began to pour into my life all the things that were missing. Every single thing that was missing, he restored it. I am so blessed and so full of joy. I do things that I never thought in a million years I would do. But best of all, I have such an amazing relationship with the Lord. The, the reason was because I was willing to go through the storm and the pain. It was so worth it. I would never go back to my depressive and oppressive minimal life. I am free, and those who the Lord sets free are free indeed. Job 42.12 says, The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. 1 Corinthians 11.11, Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. All right, here's the activation part. So I know I'm going to get some music on here in a second, but I'm going to read what I have for what the Lord asked me about activation for you today. Um, prepare to receive from the Lord. He has things to give you guys. Today I feel the Lord is saying that if there is a storm brewing in your midst, if the Lord is calling you, go forward to the other side of your challenge to trust that he is with you through it and will bring you to the other side. He has prepared a way for you and your cup overflows with ability and strength in him. Remember, he's in the boat with you. You're not alone. The Lord is saying that you can trust him and he is with you. If God is for you, who can be against you? He is saying you will make it to the other side, and you will be successful. No weapon formed against you will prosper. So receive today what the Lord has for you to prepare for the warfare ahead. You will go through with Jesus. If there's any stronghold that you feel that the Lord is showing you, it's time for it to go. Release it to him today. Don't let the enemy block you or lie to you. You have everything you need within you right now 
to get to the other side, to be that woman or man of God that he has put in you to be. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.